Welcome to a special bonus live edition Ooh. of the Guys With Feelings podcast. I'm Jamin Yee, and I'm joined once again by a resident lawyer and culture expert, Alan I. Alan, how you doing? I'm pumped. I'm, I'm doing really good. Uh, it's been a good weekend. It's been a great weekend. So we're doing this special episode right now because something monumental has gone down this weekend, and you know we had to say something about it. <laughs> Alan, tell me what tell me what's happening this weekend. So we just watched Crazy Rich Asians. Rich, we've been dating for over a year now, and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore. Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Let's take a bag and get you checked into first class. Nick, we can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. Long time coming. First time in 25 years. We have an all- All Asian, Asian cast yep. in a studio film. Last one was Joy Luck Club. Long time ago. And uh, this is a big deal. You know, we just a few weeks ago, we recorded an episode of The Rise of the Asian Hunk. And we talked a little bit about how impactful it's been uh, not having Asian representation our whole lives and, and the effect that's had on us. And how, yeah, how awesome it is to finally have a studio film, all Asian cast coming out and... Yeah, I got what, to see it with Alan yeah. <laughs> right good, by my side. Yeah, what good timing on, <laughs> right? on them releasing this movie. We called it The Rise of the Asian Hunk. Uh, it's happening. But yeah, no, I mean, it was a big deal. Uh, and we were all pretty pumped about it. And I think a lot of people in the community and just, you know, yeah. like in the U.S., like there's a lot of buzz about this movie. Like we went opening night. Like we had to go opening night. Had to represent. You know, sent the bat signal out. Like <laughs> texted all the Asians I knew in San Francisco. And like... <laughs> Reserved eight seats, you know, <laughs> not that ballin' as like running out a whole theater, but yeah. like we showed out, we showed yeah. out, which has been happening a lot. So there's been like a, a hashtag on trend, uh, tw Twitter trending recently, hashtag Gold Open, and tons of Asian Americans have been renting out entire theaters to to help support this movie because this is a big deal. Um, if this movie does well, it'll pave the way for many other. Not just Asian uh, films, but for people of color, you know, all just different types. voices, different types of stories. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, you know, enough, enough of like, <laughs> the background. Let, like, yeah, yeah. let's get into to the reactions. Let's right, do Jim? it, man, dude. Oh, it was so awesome. So I was sitting next to Alan. We we're in the theater seven o'clock the other day, and it was a packed theater. First of all, the whole the whole place was sold out, which was really exciting. Um, and it was a diverse crowd too. I thought it would be like mostly or only Asians representing, but I looked around, there were Latino, white, black people, like everyone was showing up, which was, which was great. And the, the vibe in the theater was so electric. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't been to an opening night movie in a while, actually. Yeah. Um, and just like going to the theaters is fun. And yeah, there's definitely yeah. a palpable vibe going on. People were excited. Yeah. People were like hooting and hollering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, when the first Asian hunk showed up, people are yelling. When he screaming. takes his shirt off, you know, <laughs> it felt really good. Yeah. Man, but it was, I, yeah, I, words can't quite capture what that felt like for me. But um, man, it was it was amazing to to see people who look like me on the big screen 
and represented in so many different ways, you know, like when I'm, I'm used to seeing an Asian on screen and they're either a nerd or martial artist, always a stereotypical, like silent, submissive, quiet, you know, and this movie <laughs> was just blew that out of the water. Yeah, I mean, it's a romantic comedy. It's a rom-com. Yeah. And after the first five minutes after the intro, there are no white, it's all Asian. Um, and, you know, it has all the typical rom-com, like, tropes tropes, yeah. and types of characters. But, you know, they're played by, like, a diverse set and range of Asian characters. Yeah, yeah. No, this easily could have been a movie, like, where all those characters were played by, what, Matthew McConaughey, like, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Like, you're, you're just your standard, you know, white uh, movie stars. But they were just all filled with these charming, beautiful electric eccentric funny asian cast and uh god i've never seen that before if any anytime i see an asian person on screen and if they're portrayed well it's always like one character one supporting character never a leading man you know mm -hmm. and uh it was nuts to see an entire cast and and with that there wasn't just like one representation of an asian character like you had the douchebag, you had, you know, charming people, you had... Like the ditzy movie star. Yeah, all these types of uh, Asian characters who I know in real life. I know a lot of Asian people who fill the whole spectrum of personalities, but I'd never seen that on screen before. And, uh, and they were, yeah, this was like a rom-com, but it was, you know, I think it was actually the perfect delivery vehicle for like the first big Asian mm -hmm. movie like this. Like, you know, Joy Luck Club, great movie. You know, I'm not going to dig on that. But to me, that movie is like about the intergenerational struggle of being an immigrant. And it's serious. It's serious. And and for me, we needed a movie like this. I know some people are, are, are digging on it like, oh, exactly what we needed. Like the stereotypes of us being sexless and serious and having no. And uh, and I mean, the Asian hunks. We're bringing it. Like, oh, for sure. Three. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But there yeah. are two different Asian hunks. Well, no, there are a few that were shirtless. But, yeah. you know, we, we had this debate because the the main character, Henry Golding, you know, <laughs> he, he's like really handsome. He takes off his shirt and it was like, damn, he could have worked out a little bit more <laughs> for this movie. Like, we only have this one chance, right? But there's another guy who's just like shredded, like six pack or the, the, where he's like literally taking a shower and the camera is like lingering like on his like washboard abs <laughs> yes yeah it's <laughs> like rise of the asian hunk um, it's happening <laughs> but yeah so so that happened but then henry golding takes off his shirt and you know he just has a normal body and i like thought about it for a second and then you know i thought that was good i was like you know asian hunks can can come in all shapes and sizes exactly um, yeah, and it, it was like one of those funny things. I had the same reaction when he took off his shirt because it, it was like I wanted it to, to like just blow the you know the doors off. <laughs> I was wondering where that was. Yeah, going yeah, I had to choose my words carefully. <laughs> just blow the doors off for 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 any people watching, and it's like, and he, you know, he had like a nice you had normal, normal body, yeah. and there was a part of me that was like, man, I wish I wish he was just like shredded as fuck, like so people be like, you know, all right. This is this guy. Asians are fucking sexy, certified. Yeah. We can all agree on that. And then another part of me, the body positive part, was yeah. like, you know what? No, this is great. Yeah. And then later they they had the shredded dudes. It was like, all right, all right, we're covered. Yeah. We, we got it's, it. Exactly. We got the body positivity. Exactly. We but got the sexy Asian. I'm sure it was an intentional choice, though. Like they had to have thought about that, right? I'm sure. Yeah. 
But yeah. Um, so yeah, just to transition a little bit, um, we were talking about how fun it was to watch in like in the theaters opening night that energy. Yeah. Um, and that was also an intentional choice on the part of the the creators. Yeah. So I was just reading uh, this amazing Hollywood Reporter article called "The Stakes Are High for Crazy Rich Asians," and that's the point. I'll link to it in the show notes. Y'all should read it. It's really, really dope. Basically, it breaks down like the the making of this movie. And to make this movie happen was a huge struggle. And uh, there was there was a lot of pressure. Like the the filmmakers of this movie knew exactly what they're doing. Like they weren't just making a rom-com. Like they were gonna this was gonna be a, a huge watershed moment for Asian Americans and for people of color in general. And um they basically got this gigantic payday offer from Netflix and Netflix was going to actually fund three of the films, the whole trilogy and was going to give them just like retirement money, like money that you could just buy an Island and just like not work again for the rest of your life. And all their lawyer, their team of like 20 lawyers were like, you'd be stupid not to take this. And it came down to like this last, you know, like they had to make a decision in like 10 minutes between that and Warner brothers who is, actually going to fund the movie to open in theaters. And they, you know, Kevin Kwan, the writer of the novel and uh, John Chu, who directed the movie, were just sitting there and they're, they're trying to rationalize it. Like, okay, maybe we could, maybe we could take the money and then donate a lot of money to Asian causes. But what would we actually do with the money? They're like, we would just take that money and try to make a movie that is, will get out into the, the theaters into like, into where people are watching and where it matters for the box office. Like we would just come right back to this point that we're at now. Mm -hmm. Like we're at the point in our careers where they were able to take that risk and they they were able to just go for it. And they turned down a huge payday and went for it. And I I mean, this is a big deal. Like a quote from the article uh, from John Chu, he said, there are Asian centric projects in development right now, but they're not going to get green light unless the unless this movie does well if our movie does well four projects will go into production or at least get green lighted within three weeks if it doesn't they're going to stay in unknown states and like very tangibly like like there's all these movies on the line that all studios are looking to and like if this does well like it proves that we can actually green light movies with diverse cast Mm -hmm. and like leading yeah yeah and having leading roles um and so, yeah, so that, that's why we turned out this weekend to support it. The film was projected to make maybe like around 20 million. You know, and the film was made for like 30 million. They crushed it. They crushed it. The box office numbers came in and they hit 34 million, which is the highest uh, grossing for a romantic comedy in the last like three or four years, which is nuts. Yeah. So this is a huge win. We did it. Yeah. We, we did, did it, man. We did it. We did it. <laughs> yes, we did it. And uh, and hopefully because of this, we're going to be seeing a lot more, uh, not just Asian Americans in movies and in leading roles and in significant roles, but hopefully all people of color. Mm-hmm. There's really a trend happening, you know, with movies like Girls Night and Get Out and like yeah. all these movies from different perspectives, different cultural perspectives that are doing really well and studios are finally taking note and listening. Well, Jamin doesn't know this because he's like late as fuck to everything. So he missed all the trailers, but (laughs) all the trailers for the movie were very diverse. It's a diverse cast. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I do. I intentionally miss trailers. That is, that is intentional, sir. It's so much better to go into movie knowing nothing, but I digress. Um, Yeah. So 
what was your what was it like for you when you're when you're sitting there watching it? <laughs> I know, I know like every me and Alan, we just keep like like hitting each other and exclaiming every time like another like Asian star like yeah. popped up. No, and... I, 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 I like leaned over to Jamie and I was like, yo, this is like Asian infinity war, <laughs> right? Like people just keep showing up uh, like crossovers from multiple like Asian cinematic universes. And I feel yeah. like they're laying the groundwork uh, <laughs> for the future too, you know, like 25 years down the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's funny. And it's like, I don't know how how many spoilers you want to get into, but like at the end, there's like a reveal, like, <laughs> like post, a cameo. There's an after credit scene where there's like the Asian guy from Glee shows up, <laughs> and it's just like, yo, they're just bringing out all the Asians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, a friend of ours, Kina Granis, who's a big YouTube musician, um, she she was in yeah. the movie too. I had no idea. I like turned to Alan, and I was like, what? Kina's in this. Yeah. <laughs> Kina's in this Asian Infinity Wars. We're just bringing all the biggest Asian stars yeah, from like the major, everything. The crossover event of the century. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think also just like my experience watching the movie, um, it was just, it was just a fun. It was really fun. It yeah. was really fun. Um, and there are a lot of like there's the wedding scene. Uh, wow. It was beautiful and was gorgeous beautiful. and just like the opulence and like the luxury, you know, I think there's some critique, like, we can get into that later, but there's yeah. some critique to be had about like, you know, the portrayal of race um, and class. But I mean, some of the, like when she stepped out and like in the wedding and the water is on the ground Oof. with the flowers and she reveals like her leg, like her barefoot leg and yeah, like the yeah. glitter. I was like, I gasped, you know, like, <laughs> I fucking gasped. I think I saw a tear yeah. roll down no, your I eye. Mean, I definitely, yo, when Kina was singing and that was going down. <laughs> that I was an epic, I that was an epic moment. I definitely teared up a little bit. I think for me, what was, what felt so like, ah, uh, what like got my heart, you know, like was um, just seeing like the audience, like loving, like, when like you know the Asian there was the movie is really funny. Aquafina is in this movie and she killed it. Every scene she was in was hilarious. But not just her, like so many characters have really great on-screen moments. And I I was just like looking around and just seeing a whole audience and reacting the way that you would with if you know any actress or a actor. Just this cinema like history and world um, as any other big actor. Yeah, I was, I was grinning ear to ear the whole time just hitting out on the whole yeah. time <laughs> that's awesome let's yeah. get serious for a second. and just you know talk about like the class dynamics because i think there's some Go criticism to be made there and i think when the movie came out also it was just like okay we have this one shot and like i think i was a little skeptical at first too it was like oh this is the movie that yeah. we have and i was like i, I, had that I probably wouldn't normally watch this kind of movie um i don't know or if i didn't read the books it wasn't really something that caught my attention um and yeah, I think one thing that I was thinking about is like, it's very glamorous, right? It's called Crazy Rich Asians. Right. And there definitely is a lot of portrayal of just like immense wealth. <laughs> um, and that's yes. it's kind of like wealth porn. It's, it's like yeah. very much fetishizes like luxury and just like the opulence of of this lifestyle. But I don't think it necessarily like glamorized it too much, right? Like what No. Do you think? Yeah, like my takeaway, I could totally see that criticism. Like when I was walking away from it, like it was fun to see some of the glamour porn, but it felt to me like a big message of the movie seemed to be like everyone who was in that wealth world uh, had way more shackles on than freedom. Like it just seemed like 
Like those, it wasn't uh, all rosy for sure. No, yeah, the mo money, mo problems definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely seemed to ring true. And um, yeah, but it 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 was fun in this in this like in this extravagant way. Like, well, harkening harkening back to like the old Hollywood traditions, right? right? Like these Hollywood entertainments are supposed to be like fantasies, and it was just you know to your earlier point, us just being a part of that larger tradition and not necessarily, you know, it's not a radical, it, it's a radical movie in some ways, right? Because yeah. of the cast, but in many ways it, it very much fits into the tradition of Hollywood and um, romantic comedies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really, it did feel like, I mean, I, I think the fact that it was uh, exploring Asian culture really gave this rom-com like kind of its own unique yeah, twist and was a definitely. huge part of it. But really you could have taken that plot and replace everyone, like, you know, just read it to, I don't know, like, royal family in Great Britain, and then replace it with white actors, and you'd have a traditional rom-com. And that, I think, is actually a great thing. Like, this, this like, it showed that we could, yeah, we could fit into these traditional genres that, mm-hmm. that like, have always been portrayed mostly yeah. by white people. No, that's, that's definitely a good point. And, like, I think it's important that we have enough space to just, you know, to make serious, like, Oscar bait movies, but right. also just to make rom-coms, to make, you know, stupid comedies, to yeah. make all different kinds of movies, um, you know, just to to have the whole range. Exactly. Um, one one thing that did kind of bother me a little bit uh, was the opening, which was, like, supposed to be this, like, really feel-good scene <laughs> yeah. um, where the main characters, their families, trying, they're trying to check into their room in London and they're experiencing racism and discrimination. And the way they overcome it is like by buying the hotel that they're, where they're being discriminated against. And like, spoiler alert, that's kind of like, you know, I felt good. I was like, yeah, that's baller. That's tight. But part of me is also like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know about this, like overcoming racism by just like making more chips by like, you know, enjoying, like just being a better capitalist and, right, and right. succeeding within the, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, I mean, when I saw that scene, I was like, eh, okay to necessarily critique the movie for not being like radical in all all ways right. because it no I don't really I don't think this this whole movement would have worked if it was a shitty movie past there, there have been instances where you know there's been an Asian show or this is, this is a representation and like at first uh, my my Asian pride side is like yeah yeah and then I was supporting him but because it was bad I didn't tell anyone I bought the album and I did rom-com in a while. Like this shit is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, I think Netflix is also just, and, and I think the more I'm reading about the making of this movie, mm-hmm. I'm realizing producers who got involved, uh, the writer, Kevin Kwan, like sold the rights for this for a dollar, <laughs> right? For this book or whatever, but more like for the community, for the community, yeah. for it to finally have the first, they were all yellow, like, and it was, but it was all done in Chinese. Mm-hmm. And, but then afterwards I was reading an interview with John Chu, the director, and he specifically wrote Coldplay a letter. Coldplay at first didn't, didn't want them to be able to uh, have the rights for it. I think they were scared because their last video, uh, Princess of China or something. Well, I don't remember. Yeah. The one with like Rihanna or something, they got like slammed with a cultural appropriation. (laughs) So I think they were like really scared. But um, John Chu really wanted this song. Why, why yellow? Yeah, I mean, he wrote in his letter to them, he says, the color yellow always had a negative connotation in my life until I heard your song. Hmm. And, uh, and for him, 
they needed a song in there. Like they they tried other songs. They tried Rihanna's song "Stay" and some other songs that like song. that fit the the romantic theme of what was happening at that moment, but not the cultural, but not the bigger cultural theme. And that was more important to John Chu. And he yeah. was like, "This is this is about us redefining yellow. This is about us redefining like the stereotypes that have been put onto us." And that's this yeah. this whole movie's mission. Like this whole this movie was like a Trojan horse. Like yeah. it, it's like it looks I didn't like- even get that. I totally missed that cold play. I like I knew it was cold play yellow, yeah. but I didn't make that connection between like yellow and like and yellow skin. And right. Yellow skin. Yeah. And he like this whole movie has been a fucking Trojan horse. Like they just wrapped it up, this nice looking horse of a, a fun rom com, like a nice little romp. Um, but it's actually to deliver some fucking like yeah. forward social progress. Yes. Damn. <laughs> I was not I was not ready for social progress. <laughs> huh. Oh, you got it. You got it. But yeah, um I don't know. I mean, I think that's pretty much yeah. all you yeah. really have I think to say a, about it. That that's a great takeaway though. Like they were very intentional from the start in what they were doing, and I think they hit it out of the park. Yeah, and man, this whole weekend from seeing the movie and then afterwards just reading about like the making of it, seeing the reactions of a lot of other Asian Americans on Twitter and social media. And there were so many moments where I got a little of those like heart flutters, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like not tearing up, but like a step or two before tearing up. It's like, oh man. And like, I felt that multiple, multiple times mm-hmm. this weekend. And I know I'm not the only one. And I know so many other Asian Americans are feeling the same. Like it yeah. feels like we're finally being heard. It's, it's, we're finally yeah. being seen. We're finally being not just seen, but embraced. Mm. Right. That was the feeling I got when the audience was like, they weren't just tolerating what was happening on screen. They were loving it. Yeah. When Aquafina's making a joke, the whole audience was just laughing out of control. We were being embraced and celebrated. Mm-hmm. And that is and fucking celebrating powerful. together, right? It was just a very communal experience. And like this right now, like yeah. people just reacting to it. It's just such a, it's such a cool moment that such is a cool shared. Moment. Yeah. And one that because they did so well this weekend is just going to continue to open the doors for just more and more films of people of color, of all different diverse stories of different perspectives and cultures. And man, we yeah. could use more of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So anyways, those are our thoughts on Crazy Rich Asians. Um, thanks for listening. If you have thoughts of your own, send them to guyswithfeelingsshow at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>